When is the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? Your host is Gina Glenn, who welcomes you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and our special guests and friends from around the world to join in live. Put on a comfortable pair of jammies, pull up a chair, settle in with your favorite refreshment, and prepare to be blessed as Gina welcomes tonight's guest. And now, here's Gina Glenn. Hello and welcome to Mommy Jammies Night. My name is Gina Glenn and I'm the host of Mommy Jammies Night here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We broadcast once per month, the second Tuesday of each month at 9 p.m. normally live. You can find the replay of tonight's show along with all past Mommy Jammies Night shows at mommyjammiesnight.com and also on Google Play or iTunes, where we love your five-star reviews and feedback there, so thank you. If you've not done that, we'd love to have a review. A special thank you to tonight's sponsor, Sony Pictures, and the movie Star, which will be out in theaters soon. Um, Let's see here. Our special guest tonight is Kat Sturtz, and I'm going to tell you how I met Kat before I tell you about Kat. Um. Cat, I, I VA on the side, you all know that, and Cat um, was looking for a VA, and I offered to VA for her, and we started that, and I quickly got overwhelmed, and long story short, Cat is a business coach and life coach, um, rock, rockingyourpath.com, is that right? Did I get that right? Yep, rockingyourpath. Rocking your okay, rockingyourpath. And so... Um, in a strange, weird twist of events, she's now she's now helping me, <laughs> which is a much better arrangement. So I'm super excited. I've been just really blessed by her, and so I wanted to bring her all to you um, and have her just talk to you about overwhelm because I know that's something as forget homeschooling as a mom and as forget a mom just as a woman we suffer with overwhelm a lot because. Um, we get a lot of ideas, we don't take action steps, we have trouble prioritizing, we don't know why we don't do things, um, and we keep doing those we keep doing those same things that interfere with um moving forward. So um so Kat, you're gonna help us tonight, is that right? I'm certainly going to help you because I've had plenty of people help me figure out what was keeping me stuck and overwhelmed. So I love passing on both what I've learned from others uh, and my own coaches and then what I've just discovered along the way myself, um, both as a mom and a grandma and a, and a wife and a, and a busy uh, person in general. <laughs> yes, yes. So before I let you get rolling here, can you give me, let's see, it's rockingyourpath.com. That's right. Okay, and I'll have all those social media links on the mommyjammiesnight.com page, so you'll be able to find those at the end of the show. But um, I just want to welcome you to tonight, and um, thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to listen myself. So I'm going to quiet down over here, and if you're ready, I'm ready. All right. Um, I really appreciate you inviting me, and thank you for those kind words. It's... Uh, I think we work really well together, and I love seeing people move forward and actually rock the path they're meant to do with passion, you know, and for profit. And 
also just for love, which is what we do as as moms and as wives and as homemakers or whatever we're doing. If we can do it with passion, it just makes the journey so much more rewarding, right? Um, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Right now, I'm a full-time business life coach. So my background, uh, I have an elective eclectic background that includes being born and raised in Detroit, marrying a dairy cash crop farmer, farming and milking cows, driving tractors for 25 years, raising kids, uh, two of my own plus seven foster kids, um, publishing 15 books during that same time, and then the marriage kind of ending abruptly and unexpectedly after 25 years. And now... uh, Nine years after that, I married my current husband, and it's nice having, like, that second act in life. Um, But through it all, I've had periods of mass overwhelm. Um, At one point, I dealt with chronic fatigue, uh, and that was before it was a diagnosis that could be made um, and found my own way through that, Um, being busy on the farm. You know, I I was milking cows in the morning and at night and raising kids during the day, but I always had a passion for doing something more. And I never planned on being a writer, but I ended up backing into a writing career, first starting with the local community paper. And this, we're talking the 1970s here, so we're talking, you know, old school cut and paste papers and things like that. And I ended up doing some regional magazine work, stepped into books, and uh, I have 15 published books under my previous name, Kathy Henderson. So if you go looking for them, they're going to be under Kathy Henderson as opposed to Cat Sturts, which is what I use now. And if we move into the biggest thing you can do to get yourself unstuck (laughs) is to simplify. You have to ask yourself, what if what you're stuck on were easy to do? And this is something that really got home hammered into me um, in the past and then most recently last April when I was down in Florida for a business uh, conference for women. And it's a concept Kelly McCausey and Nicole Dean teach so well. And we often complicate things unnecessarily. And the minute we start doing that, we start thinking about all the things that are needed to complete a project before we've even started it. And when we're in that mode, we also go into worrying about glitches that may come up in the project that haven't even occurred yet and ones we may not even run into. And I'm not saying we can't and shouldn't plan things out and consider what might go wrong, we don't want to get stuck in that place. My husband, God love him, and uh, he's a wonderful guy, but he has a tendency to do this a lot. And we were discussing a project uh, just around the house the other day, and he's 20 steps into the problems when I'm looking at the solution already and ready to jump in and do something. And you have to look at solutions as not just being um, 
you can't just say that's the solution. You have to figure out what the answer is. So the solution can be what to do, but the answer is how to do it. And we have to think things through, but not complicate things during that process. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me, just continuing to move forward in an uncluttered way. Right, exactly. For instance, this morning he had to rush off to help at the local tech center. He's a professional chef, um, and he was helping with that department today. And just before he's ready to walk out the door, he's trying to print off a document that he also needs to take to the courthouse to have notarized at the county clerk's office. And he was having bunches of trouble, and he was blaming it on the printer. So he fiddled with the printer and accidentally turned off some of the buttons. Then he was blaming it on the computer, and the program he was using not working. Finally, I got up and stepped in and said, go finish getting ready. And I stepped back and said, to myself, what if this were easy to do? We already know there's some glitch somewhere, but what if this were easy? And just taking that breath gave me space to look at the screen on his computer and notice that the page size that he was printing was different than the normal. It was an 8.5 by 14-inch setup, not the 8.5 by 11. So I walked over to the printer, put the right paper in, noticed that the printer, some of the buttons had been turned off, like the Wi-Fi, because he was no longer able to print, went back to his computer, pressed the button, voila, it printed out the door. He went with the paper and on time. And that's what we do. You know, we can get stuck in that something's wrong and just go deeper and deeper into trying to figure out why instead of stopping and saying, what if this were easy? What would I look at? What would I do if this was easy, if it felt easy to do? And I have found that so helpful, both for myself, obviously for my family, and also working with clients. It reminds me of uh, years ago I heard something about if you're trying to dial a phone number, remember the old push-button phone? And mm-hmm. people's tendency was rather than check the phone number to ensure they were dialing correctly, they just pushed the buttons harder. <laughs> on the redial and I have done that it is push harder instead of backing up and looking and thinking about that like what if this were easy as easy as maybe I'm actually dialing the wrong number instead of pushing those buttons harder exactly exactly the second tip I want to give is a very practical tip and it's one that most if not all of us already know and that's when you're stuck Grab a timer and decide on one little portion of something that you're going to do and actually set the timer and work on that little chunk of whatever you're trying to accomplish only for the amount of time that the timer is set for. I personally like 15 minutes. I know people whose sweet spot was 17 minutes, others who like 20 minutes, some There are some projects I'm just going to set for five minutes because that's all I can deal with. (laughs) But the thing is, a lot of us know to do this, but don't actually pick up the timer and set it and go by it and actually use it in that way. It's what I call, you know, knowing what to do, but not actually doing what you know to do. And have you ever done that? You know 
how to use a tool, but you just don't use it? Yeah, and it you know it would make my life a lot easier if I would employ the tools that are there at my disposal and I know how to use them, and they would keep me moving forward. But for some reason, I just set them aside and move on in a foolish way that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit the project I'm working on. It's like some kind of weird procrastination <laughs> thing you do. do. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. I have several kitchen timers around my house to make it easy, but I recently discovered that my smartphone, all I have to do is press the little um, button to voice activate the the audio assistant and say set 15-minute timer, and it does it all for me, and then it goes off in 15 minutes, and I'm thinking, oh, that's really cool. I don't even have to stop and set a timer to do this now. I just Ask my little phone assistant, and I don't have a fancy phone by any means, so that's something to do. But setting that timer is really great for breaking through that can't-get-started barrier. You know, and some examples of that is maybe you've got a huge pile of mail that just needs opening before you can deal with anything. You know, set that timer for 5, 10, 15 minutes, pick up that first piece of mail and open it or work on filing or bookkeeping for just 10 minutes uh, or for the homeschoolers out there, you know, gather the tools needed for a fun art or educational science project, you know, just, just get started. Get something else helping you move forward, you know. Um, the next part is a little different in terms of tips. And you actually alluded to it when we got started today. And that is understanding what we're really stuck on. And a lot of us don't stop to think what really has us stuck, you know? Is it just the project we're thinking of? Is it interference when we're trying to do something so we have other people interrupting us? And it's really important that we consider what got us stuck in the first place. And in order to do that, I always ask, is what I'm dealing with an obstacle or a hidden barrier? And I think I should probably describe what I feel is the difference between the two, because a lot of people think they're one and the same thing. And to me, an obstacle is something that you know exists. You can see it or uh, feel it in your heart or your soul or your mind's eye, but you know it's there. An example of that is procrastination. You know, procrastination is a big obstacle for many of us. I can be the queen of procrastination. And a lot of people have heard me say, um, when my house is clean, they know I'm probably, I mean, really, really clean, you know, top to bottom, super clean. They know I'm procrastinating some big business project that I'm avoiding. <laughs> my husband even knows that. If I get into a frenzied cleaning mode, he goes, okay, what are you supposed to be working on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. So we've read the books. You know, we know what the things are that are traditionally um, advised to get past procrastination. So again, we know what to do, but we're not actually doing that. And the why we're not actually employing those uh, tips 
those tricks, those tools, those, that advice is because there's a hidden barrier that we can't easily see. We might sense it in our gut or in our thoughts, but until we're willing to deliberately go looking for it and are prepared to acknowledge and confront it straight on and also be willing to make a change, the hidden barrier remains in the shadows, blocking our path more solidly than any boulder that stumbled down a rock cliff on a narrow path could. Um, you can't move past an invisible shield if you don't realize it's there. You'll just keep bumping up against it and eventually avoid trying to move forward on that path altogether. And you'll start saying and then believing you can't do it, whatever it is. And the sorry thing is, most time people are wrong. You know, they can move past it. They just haven't figured out what the actual barrier is that's holding them back. And Gina, you know this. I call hidden barriers elephants in our path. You know, and they lumber on and off our path, sometimes blocking our way where we can see them if we've started identifying them. Um, mm -hmm. But they can lumber back on our path unexpectedly, and it takes a little bit of thought. Again, simplifying. What if this were easy? And sometimes what the easiest thing you can do is figure out, is this an obstacle that I know how to get past and I just need to do it? Um, for instance, I need to make dinner tonight, and I planned on a particular uh, recipe, but I don't have the ingredients for it. That's, a, that's an obstacle I know is there, but if I look and see what I've got on hand, I could just pick another recipe, right? That's one I could get around. But what if the barrier is something more deep, you know? Why do I always procrastinate keeping up with my bookkeeping or my filing? Or, you know, why don't I just spend the 15 minutes cleaning the clutter from that little hot spot in my house. There's a hidden barrier there, and it really helps to move us forward to stop and figure out what that barrier is. I think that was the biggest thing for me in working with you was realizing, <clears throat> you know, there were things I had categories of things I like to do and things I didn't like to do, and the things I didn't like to do, I just overwhelmed it with things I like to do. So it always mm -hmm. felt like I was moving forward. But in reality, I by putting these things on this not I don't like to do list and then, you know, just like pretending they didn't exist <laughs> um, and not addressing why I wasn't doing things um, and then making a plan, you know, some, taking some action steps to move forward. Um, so that was really pivotal for me and like kind of a watershed moment. Um, that created some action steps, things I knew, okay, if, well, if I'm, this is why I'm avoiding something. Okay, I can accept that, but now what do I do? So what do you, so if you uncover a why, what, what is, what do you do from there, Kat? Well, the first thing I advise is to look at what the benefits are of you staying stuck. And people go, what? <laughs> There's no benefit to staying stuck, you know. I'm just more overwhelmed and frustrated and fearful that things aren't going my way, you know. I'm, but there are. 
there is always going to be a benefit to staying stuck until Mm -hmm. you look at those things and are willing to move forward to the unknown. So let me discuss a little bit of those things that are benefits, you know, and see if any of these resonate, you know. So you're hoping, praying, expecting someone else will do the job for you instead. And if you wait long enough, just maybe that will happen. I've been guilty of that one. <laughs> Does that apply? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I finally, I finally learned with my first husband when I wanted help putting, like, hanging a picture on the wall, and I needed help positioning it. You know, not so much getting the nail in the wall, but positioning it. Um, and what type of nail to use in the old plaster. I finally learned that if I took action, if I started to do it when he was watching, he'd come up and tell me I was doing it wrong and finally do it for me. So there was a way around it, you know. But I always was waiting for that job to get done instead of looking to see what I could do about it, okay? Here's another benefit of staying stuck, okay? You You secretly hope if you don't do the job or don't do it as well as you could, no one will ask you to do the job again in the future. You know, maybe you felt pressured into agreeing to handle the job in the first place. Maybe you volunteered for the job before you realized what it entailed. Maybe you struggle setting and maintaining boundaries that contribute to your trouble saying no and sticking with your answer without feeling guilty. You know, that's a big one for a lot of people. I think that just rang all the bells. I don't know anybody listening that not, that's not going to ring a bell for. Um, mm-hmm. We all struggle with boundaries, but I know that that particularly not saying no when I should say no or saying yes to things I would rather have said no to, that those things always end up on that list of mine of not like to do. And then, like you said, hoping maybe somebody else will do it or I won't be asked to do it again. So, That one's a big one. Yeah. And here's another one. You're secretly or not so secretly harboring some anger and judgment over someone associated with the project that you're stuck on. And you just aren't ready to let go of that because it feels like giving in to them or letting them off the hook for the hurt or trouble they cost you in the past. Um, and are you are you I pausing work. here waiting for me to, to admit <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was just going to say I've worked with some clients in the past who have a lot of dealt with a lot of clutter in their houses. You know they weren't lazy people, but the clutter and the material things just uh, kept growing and growing and growing, and that in turn fed into them getting more and more stuck and overwhelmed and frustrated about the things they really wanted to move forward on. And through looking at what the hidden barrier was, this is where we found it, was they were harboring the anger and judgment over things that happened when they were children, you know. Um, You know, being asked to go clean up their room when mom's room was just as messy, you know. Why should I have to do it if hers is a mess, you know, things like that. We all have the special triggers in our lives that we have to identify because when we're triggered, I don't care whether we're um, 
you know, 18, 28, or 68, if that same trigger is there, we react to it the same way we did when it first happened, even if that had happened the first time when we were eight. Does that one um, resonate with you too, Gina? Well, it makes me think about some, uh, personally, it doesn't with me personally too much, I guess, but uh, I can see, I know people where I see that kind of play out in their lives. Um, So I'd have to think if I'm doing that. That one might take reflection on my part to see if I am, if that's something I do. But I I do see that in, in others. So maybe mm-hmm. it's something I do, and I don't realize I'm doing it at this point. Um, but um, but it's always good if you can recognize it in someone else. You've just upped the ante in being able to recognize things in your own life, whether it's exactly the same thing or it just triggers the desire to look behind the barrier to see what's really going on. But you have to be willing to take responsibility for what you find because only you can make the choice to move forward, you know. And that's the stickler. People stay stuck because they don't want to accept the responsibility for making the choice to move forward. And I do have two other um, benefits that I think are real important to mention, okay. So the fourth one would be you've convinced yourself you work better under pressure. So you're waiting to start until the last possible moment to begin. I mean, after all, how many times have you pulled off an incredible win at zero hour in the past? And then you use that as proof of your prowess to, to perform best under pressure. I know I've done that for lots of uh, college <laughs> assignments. A lot of client assignments, too. <laughs> I think I do that all the time. That's, that one right there, that actually may be my biggest thing. So you're going to tell me, that's where's the benefit? <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, and the benefit is that you get get to convince yourself you perform best under pressure, which leads directly right into the next one, and that is we have perfectionist tendencies, and you're afraid you can't do whatever it is perfectly, so you're waiting for the perfect moment to begin, you know, when all the ducks are in a row, or when your schedule isn't so packed, or when the kids go back to school, or get out for a vacation, or when you have more time, or more money, or more support, or more confidence, and that's actually an indication that you're a perfectionist, even though we may look at our lives and see us ourselves not moving forward on the things that we'd like to move forward on that would actually generate, you know, more income or greater happiness for ourselves or whatever it is, you know, a happier home life or uh, make homeschooling easier on both, you know, you the teacher as the mom or the kids. And it's because we're perfectionists, you know, so we're waiting for that. And you can't wait. I used to deal a lot with this when I was writing books, and I used to do a, a workshop called Help I uh, Don't Have Time to Write, and I gave it at a lot of writers' conferences and a few homeschooling conferences, believe it or not, um, because I published, like I said, 15 books between uh, 1990 or 1984 and 2001 with 
10 of those being in like a six-year period. And yet I was milking, helping milk cows morning and night. I was driving tractor. You know, my kids were growing up. They were young. Uh, we had seven foster kids come and, and live with us over a period of seven years. Um, and I was really busy. And I had somebody said, how do you get so much done? And I had to stop and look back at what I was doing. And at that point, I wasn't waiting for things to be perfect. I was just taking whatever bits of time I had to move forward. My first book was almost an accident, um, and I did a lot of things that are not the norm for getting published. And I'm talking about getting published with traditional publishers, you know, and I did it without an agent, you know, and I made a ton of money. I made over almost $16,000 profit in eight months months on my first book back in 1986. You know, that's kind of unheard of for, for you know, a newcomer to the field with no writing, you know, uh, training or background in that, never wanting to be a writer. Um, but the thing, the difference between then and then some years later when I came bumping up to my perfectionist persona is I wasn't a perfectionist back then. I was just so passionate about moving forward and by only having a certain amount of time I was forced to only get done what I could get done you know I was work writing for the local newspaper which means I had to turn my articles in and these were either handwritten or you know typed out on an old manual typewriter back then you know and turned in I didn't have time to be perfect well that would I I'm probably a recovering perfectionist, I think. I'm a control girl, you know, so I do like things to be perfect, and I think about them a long time in my head before I move forward on something. Um, so I can see where I have a – well, you're just hitting it hard today, Kat. That's just, <laughs> this, is how, this is how it is whenever we talk. So I'm always really grateful for you. And um, so I'm really grateful you were able to join us today and just give us some insight on – what, practical ways that we can move forward and get unstuck in those uh, variety of areas in our lives and even looking beyond that to why we might not be doing the things we could or should be doing. So um, I just really appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing your time with us and your wisdom. And I look forward to talking to you every week. I get to talk to her every week. So I'll have some um <laughs> information on that on how you can um if you're looking for a business or life coach i highly highly recommend cat and i'll put that information on the mommyjammiesnight.com page along with all of pat's uh, our cat's uh, special links and things goodies whatever she has for us which we'll find out um and i just want to thank you for coming today and sharing with us thank you so much for inviting me and um listeners can take those three tips put them together, you know, set the timer uh, and think about a hidden barrier and then go on an elephant hunt looking for them. And All right. that's the best way to move forward. All righty. Well, I just I want to thank again tonight's special sponsor, that's Sony Pictures and the Movie Star, which will be out of movie theater soon. And um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And if you loved listening to Kat tonight, be sure and give us a five-star review on Google Play or uh, iTunes, and you can find us at mommyjammiesnight.com. Thanks again, Kat. Thank you. I'm so happy you joined our session of Mommy Jammies Night. Please drop our guest a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time 
and follow up with Gina Glenn on Mommy Jammies Night Facebook page and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email at Gina at MediaAngels.com. God's blessing upon you and your family.